Welcome, friends old and new, to Marketing Mavericks, a consumed media vlogcast. I'm your host, Leo Falkenstein. In this vlogcast, we're here to dive into the world of marketing, technology, and career and personal development, with our goal of helping you navigate the ever-changing landscapes that the marketing world has to offer. Whether you're a seasoned marketer or just starting your journey, we're here to inspire, educate, and empower you to become a true marketing maverick. In this exciting episode of our vlogcast, I am joined by Lauren Patrick, Director of Community and Customer Marketing at Uptix. In this episode, we're going to talk about Lauren's journey in the world of B2B and account-based marketing. We're going to get insights into the Uptix superhero mascot, the Unifier, and we're going to talk through the importance of having a growth mindset when pursuing success in the ever-evolving field of marketing. Let's have some fun. All right. Good morning, Lauren. How are you doing today? I'm fabulous. How are you, Leo? I am excited. I am. Uh, I'm doing great and super excited that you have joined us on another episode of Marketing Mavericks to the viewers who might be listening or watching. I've known Lauren for a long time, one of my first clients in the SaaS space, and now Consume Media has a large breadth of, uh, of SaaS clients. So Lauren, thanks for, for getting us into the industry. Oh my gosh, um, I will forever feel like you and Michael are my bulldog babies and I wore green just for consume this morning. <laughs> I, I, we didn't even talk about that in the intro, but that's that's awesome. That's uh, cool. So we're gonna we're gonna tell a little story here. Uh, you are a storyteller. We're gonna tell a story here. Um, we're gonna talk about your your journey, how you got here. We'll talk about some of the things you're doing, how we've worked together along the way, things like that. So let's start at the beginning. Tell me a little bit about how you found yourself in a marketing role. Ooh, okay, this is such a fun question. And it's cool that we're having this conversation on a Thursday morning because it's very much a throwback moment. So my dad was in sales for his entire professional career. And when I told him I wanted to go to journalism school, he was like, well, you should really look at marketing because you can actually make money in marketing. Now we know that's not true, right? Like you can make money in journalism too. But I was very fortunate that when I landed at the University of Georgia, go dogs, I had a great advisor who told me that instead of double majoring in marketing and journalism, because they're two different colleges at UGA, I could actually do this program called publication management, where I'd be a journalism major, but would take business core classes. And little did I know how well that would set me up for this foundation of content marketing, which, you know, when I was in college, content marketing wasn't even a thing. But as the boom started taking off in Atlanta after Pardot exited to exact target and eventually Salesforce, suddenly there were all these roles popping up for marketing communications manager and content manager and storyteller was my title at Terminus. And I just got so lucky that because I had this foundation in journalism, I was positioned well for when the B2B marketing ecosystem suddenly had all these opportunities for people like me. I love that so much in that. Like, first of all, we talked about storyteller. I've always loved that title of yours. I've always been called the storyteller. And I, you know, I have a similar background, right? Except I did do the Terry and Grady at University of Georgia. Um, they didn't quite have a business uh, sort of core component for the mass media arts, what I was studying, but super cool. Both dogs, both, both uh, got the journalism and the business background. Look at us now. Look at us now. And also, we got to give a shout out to our buddy, Sangram Bajre, who let me pick the title of Storyteller back in the day. Love that. That's a new, that's a new fun fact for me, too. 
<laughs> cool. So I want to, I want to, I want to hear a little bit about the evolution, um, your initial careers, getting and started with your blog, Pretty Southern, and then would like to maybe you could stop at, at Terminus because we can talk a little bit about our time working at Terminus together. Yeah, that's a great uh, question, Leo. So when I first got out of school. Uh, it was right before the Great Recession hit, and I saw how my friends in different newsrooms were being laid off or furloughed. So I got really fortunate that Auto Trader actually found me on LinkedIn. So my first marketing gig was at Auto Trader for almost three years in their marketing department. And then I started to see the evolution of the blogosphere. Now, keep in mind, this was around 2010, 2011, when Instagram hadn't even launched yet. Pinterest was just becoming a thing. Twitter was still new media. So I got very lucky that by teaching myself some of those foundational skills for social PR, uh, learning WordPress with Pretty Southern, uh, that when the startup ecosystem started popping off, I had all the skills that were needed. So as different companies raised capital, I was on a short list to help launch their marketing and go to market efforts. So I've moved around a little bit more than I would have liked. I've been at seven different venture backed tech companies here in Atlanta over the last decade. However, I've had a ton of fun, met some cool people along the way, and actually am now an advisor for the Atlanta Tech Village because of the work that we did at Terminus with growing the category around account-based marketing and making Terminus, you know, number one best place to work in Atlanta. Love that. And that's where we met. <laughs> and oh, we met full circle. I still love that story. Uh, you wrote about it in our little pre-interview, how Lauren, you called me one day on like, uh, we never worked together before. You called me on like a Wednesday and say, hey, yeah, we need a video. I'm like, great, Lauren, let's talk about it. She goes, no, we don't really have a lot of time to talk about it. Can you be at the Atlanta Tech Village in three hours? I'm like, yeah, we can be at the Atlanta Tech Village in three hours. <laughs> and I think at this point, we need to give a shout out to our buddy, Adam, who made it all happen. Adam Perlo. I'll, I'll tag you in the description, Perlo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was a really kind of kismet thing. Um, Sangram turned to me and he was like, hey, we, our Series A is coming in. We need to do a thank you video for our customers. Do you know anyone? And Adam had just mentioned Leo and Michael with launching Consume. And I was like, this is going to be a shot in the dark, but let me just see what I can do. And so we literally made magic happen where I called Leo in the morning and you guys were at the village that afternoon and we filmed. Yeah, that that was uh, we were hungry for business, you know. We uh, you know we we kind of started our our video careers in like the entertainment and music and, and artist space, and you know at that time we kind of realized we needed to make a shift. We needed to get into more you know corporate video marketing, and you guys were there with the opportunity, and it's as absolutely blossomed from there. <laughs> And I think it just also speaks to that hustle muscle mindset that's needed when you're an entrepreneur that you have to say, yes, you have to do whatever it takes. And you and Michael were just like, yeah, let's get after it. Yeah. I, a few years ago, we did a, a little series about like the pivotal moments of consume because there are those life changing moments, essentially, that it just doing one thing unleashes a new world of opportunity and me and, and us saying yes to you that day yes we could be there you know you probably would have called someone else and then you know who knows what would have happened right and here we are with so many big big tech companies on on our on our customer list so so it really was a huge but, moment for us 
you know, I made the intro, but you guys did the work, right? And the work spoke for itself. So as different people called for referrals and asked who we were using for video, it was easy to say, yeah, go to consume. These guys are fantastic. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so from Terminus, you've had, you know, been at a, a, a number of different spots, but the last few roles have really been into this cybersecurity role. Tell me a little bit, well, let's start with how'd you find yourself in the cybersecurity role? And then I want to learn more about your, your new role. Yeah, that's a great question, Leo. So this all comes back to the Atlanta Tech Village, right? So when the village asked me to be a mentor for their entrepreneurs in the village, um, I'd come to work for Bark as their director of marketing in 2018. And originally our pal Anit Thacker was like, hey, you'd be a really great advisor. And I was like, I don't know if I have time to do this on it. And then uh, Kelly Ann and Karen were both like, you really need to do this. I'm like, okay, I'll pay it for it. I'll be a mentor. And little did I know that's how I'd find my way into cybersecurity. So one of the first CEOs that I mentored was Nick Santora, the CEO and founder of Curricula. So I spent about a year, well, actually over, it was like almost two years mentoring Nick and his COO Juan as they were bootstrapping their growth to their first million. They didn't raise venture capital. And so then when they raised their series A in early 2020, Nick reached out. He's like, hey, we're looking for a marketing leader. And I'm like, this is really interesting. Like, let's give this a shot. And so Nick was like, I'll teach you what you need to know about cyber. I know you've got the chops for marketing. And so we're really lucky that from the time that Nick reached out with my offer to the two years, uh, almost to the day, curriculum got acquired. And so that was a really cool story to talk about how you could bootstrap your way to an acquisition. So mm -hmm. after curriculum got acquired, um, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do next. And I reached out to a couple of partners we had so it's coalition for a year on the cyber insurance side, which is a fascinating category. And then as I was thinking about what I wanted to do next, um, my colleagues through the Cybersecurity Marketing Society, shout out to Alicia Bobian. Um, she reached out and was like, hey, I know you got irons in the fire, but we're hiring in an upticks and I think you'd really like my boss. And as fate would have it, Alicia's boss, Mark Bliss, was a three-time customer of Terminus. So uh, when we had our first intro chat, he was like, I already know I want to hire you. I just want to figure out what you want to do here because I know you work at Terminus. And he was like, can you do that for Upticks? Can we create a community and help build the category around the work that we're doing? I was like, absolutely. So that's how we came to terms. And now Mark is my boss. I'm on week three here at Upticks. And I am just so thankful to be in, on this journey with trying to help CISOs better manage their networks because we know that cyber attacks aren't slowing down anytime soon and they're only getting more sophisticated because threat actors are so quick to evolve. So yeah, I just like to think that I'm with the good guys now, like trying to keep people safe online. I love it. And, and what a small world too, right? It's like the fact that your new boss was a former customer at the company that you worked at and just like, that's Atlanta for you, right? That's the Atlanta tech scene. Not even Atlanta, Mark's based in Detroit. So I think it's just like this ecosystem we play in, right? Like if you're in B2B marketing, it's not six degrees of separation. It's just one or two, especially in the SaaS world, even smaller in cybersecurity. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Um, but let's talk about that because one of the things that, that we talked about in our pre-interview was account-based marketing and you guys are doing account-based marketing over at Uptix. Tell me what that's like and, and, and what are your efforts like? Yeah, that's a great question. So we have to give a shout out to Sangram again. Oh, do I have the book, Candy? I do have the book, Candy. 
So we have to give a shout out to Sangram for ABM for Dummies, because this was the book that changed it all, not just for the category, but also for my career. So I prescribe to this idea that you have to flip the funnel upside down to focus on your best fit customers. So then you can expand to find more people like them, engage them on the channels where they're most active, and then make them your advocate so that even if they do not buy from your company, they could be a referral for you to tell their buddies, hey, this tech is really cool. You should go check it out. So I saw this work really well when we were at Curricula that by focusing on our customer heroes, these CISOs and information security leaders who love curricula security awareness training, we were able to get a lot of momentum and make a lot of noise in the space, which ultimately led to the acquisition. And it's a similar strategy of what we're trying to do now at Uptix. They've got incredible customers, uh, like really strong in the enterprise space. So now it's how do we get more CISOs, InfoSec leaders, DevOps engineers, talking about how cool Uptick's tech is for uh, basically looking across all of your endpoints from laptop to cloud to make sure that a threat actor isn't doing something they're not supposed to, or even just little things like, hey, is there an intern who is like trying to call the API too many times and it looks like malicious activity, but it's actually innocuous. It's really cool tech. So in my first three weeks, I'm focused on who are our customer heroes, how do we get them talking about us more? Who do we want to invite to our user conference? Who do we want on our webinars? All that good stuff. I think you're probably one of the few people in the world who can give an equally good pitch on account-based marketing and flipping the funnel as you can on cybersecurity. So that's quite the feat you got there, Lauren. <laughs> Thanks, Leo. I've been doing it a lot for the last few years, and obviously you can tell that I love what I do. Absolutely. So let me ask you, um, what's... What's difficult about what you do? Is it the market? Is it measuring success? What's difficult about, about your job? I think the most difficult aspect is what every marketer is going to say, and that's attribution. How can you show that by investing a dollar or investing time in one area, it's going to give an ROI back to the business? You know, there's a lot of tools and tech out there that are supposed to help with attribution, but at the end of the day, you need to have that organizational alignment. Like I have a call coming up today to talk with our sales team about how we can get more SQLs into opportunities. I have a call coming up today with our head of customer success to talk about how we can find more lookalike profiles of people who are successfully using our tech and identify our power users. You really need to have marketing, sales, product, CS, uh, CX even, all on the same page so that you're rallied around the humans who are ultimately using your tools, tech, or service. Because I have this little quote, until the robots rise to power, people buy from people. And so you have to focus on your people because ultimately they're the ones who are going to fall in love with your brand, keep buying from your brand, or tell their friends to go buy from your brand. I love it. It's, it's so true. They haven't rose to power yet. doesn't mean that they're not on their way. but <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as much as people are talking about like AI, I don't see robots buying SaaS software anytime soon. Fair. That's a good point. I love it. And I have a question, obviously, you know, we know each other through video. Do you guys have a video strategy? Are you guys thinking about video over at Uptix? Yeah, it's interesting because they've been dabbling in certain videos, but there isn't a cohesive strategy yet around our primary keywords. So it's a lot of top of the funnel awareness uh, around Uptix with our hashtag shift up campaign. So we have a superhero. Her name is the Unifier. Uh, the Unifier goes to trade shows with us. Uh, she's in our video uh, talking just you know about our general pitch and explainer. 
But I think the cool thing is we're seeing that come alive cross-functionally, like the unifier is in person at our trade shows and in our video. Uh, we actually have Dean Kane, who goes to trade shows with us, you know, Superman, the superhero theme, leaning in on that. And so it'll be interesting to see like how else we evolve our video strategy uh, to really lean in on the audience we're going after. We're also doing a cool webinar series called Cybersecurity Standup. And so we're thinking about how we can repurpose these types of interviews for little snippet content on social, which you're doing a very good job of, Leo. I love your little individual video selfies you've been posting on LinkedIn. Oh, thank you. I'll give a shout out to Corbin, producer on this show as well, who, who, keep, who turns my ramblings into something cohesive. So thank you, Corbin. <laughs> um, and, and you mentioned trade shows and, and in our pre-interview, we talked about something awesome trade shows. You talked about the nerd wall and some other things like that. Tell me about this. This is fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, the nerd wall, I haven't seen it in person yet because I just got here, but I sent a note to our event manager, Nicole Stasiak, that this was one of the coolest activations I've ever seen because it's hard to stand out on the trade show floor, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone's pitching their swag. Everyone's trying to get you to do a demo, but knowing uh, the former graphics and demographics around our audience, we decided to lean in hard on the comic book theme, like come to the nerd wall, pick out a book, pick out a lunchbox, pick out a Funko bobblehead that you can take home with you because that's the swag that people are going after, right? And then, oh yeah, let's tell you about upticks, let's do a demo. And so it really leans itself well to the identity we're trying to build around the brand in a very crowded category because there are a lot of big players in the space that can do endpoint detection and response or you know application development protection. But we're saying, let's start by making you fall in love with us and then we're gonna show you how cool our tech is. You said it yourself. You gotta know your audience, right? And, and you're, you're having the right content and the right Yep. The and then shout like out. You. Say that one more time. I was saying you want to get the people to like you. And that's that's the entry into, into liking the product. Yep. And then our social media manager, Bronwyn Hudson, she's out there on the trade show floor interviewing folks, you know, asking them the fun questions around cyber. So instead of talking about upticks, we're talking about the problem. So then we can talk about how to solve it. Awesome. Lauren, I just have a few more questions for you. Uh, and it's sort of inward looking, uh, less about, you know, the industry or, or um, cybersecurity or account based marketing, but it's more about you. And it's really, I'm gonna ask you a couple questions. And the first one's just gonna be, you know, what would you give someone who's trying to follow it? Or what advice would you give to someone who's trying to follow a similar career path to you? Oh, that's such a great question, Leo. Um, first, start by knowing one really great part about marketing. Like for me, it was, I knew how to write and I knew how to publish my own content on WordPress and then how to cross promote on social media. So I got my start in marketing by doing blogging and content and things like that. But on the flip side, if you love data and analytics, just get certified in one thing, get certified in Google ads or HubSpot or Salesforce, because then you can get started as a demand gen specialist or a data analyst or any other kind of sort of like marketing operations role because then you can learn the other pieces along the way. So I got very lucky uh, with my first Atlanta startup gig back in 2012 with Nate Christie when we were at Preparis because Nate had actually been at the AJC and had gotten to become VP of marketing at Preparis. And he was like, I can teach you what you need to know about Pardot and marketing operations because you already have this aspect of content and comms under your belt. 
And so I also got very lucky that I had a mentor who was willing to teach me those things so I didn't have to go learn it on my own. But I have seen a lot of people have to take that initial step of getting that certification or learning that tech to get their foot in the door. And it also shows a lot to hiring managers that you are willing to be a self-starter and your own own your own professional development. Absolutely. It's so important. I mean, I, I do some hiring for our company, right? And, and you know, that's how Michael and I got into our business, right? We got into our business because we just started doing, you know, we just started yeah. doing. And that's what yeah. I like to look for. I like the people who aren't being told to do something. I like to look for people who are just doing without being told. It, it exactly. Just, Shows, well shows a certain personality trait that's super important, uh, just to continual success and continual improvement. And I think that's the other thing too, is are you, do you have that growth mindset? Uh, mindset is actually a book that I read a while ago that absolutely changed my perspective. Like, are you focused on growth or are you stuck? And I think just always thinking about what's next, what can I learn? What can I do to help somebody else grow or somebody else's business grow? that helps so much when you're in this startup world because there's a lot you can't control but you can't control your own mindset absolutely so my last question for you lauren any life lessons that you have learned that that you feel like are crucial to your success yeah um i'm very lucky to have this community uh lucky to have people like you leo and michael the atlanta tech ecosystem the b2b marketing world because so much of why I've been successful on this journey is just by leaving good tracks, right? Like making that, building the network because we all know your network is your net worth. And then just showing up, working your butt off, doing it with a smile, finding ways to pay it forward and dream bigger. That's the kind of mentality that people want to work with and why I continue to have people reach out and be like, hey, I can't hire you right now, but do you know someone else who can do X? Um, I have lost count of the number of mentees that have helped land their first job or make a move. I also have a personal board of advisors that has been instrumental to me and the different moves that I've had to make throughout my years. I could not have done this alone. Like all things are one in this world and a rising tide lifts all boats. Love it. It's so important that it's, it's just about, I mean, I think about it in a couple ways, right? It's about building relationships, not, not, not uh, burning bridges, right? Because you never know if you're upset with somebody, if that person could help you later, you know, you don't want to burn those bridges. And it's about always learning about having the right people telling you the right things you internally trying to decide what's important. What do I want to listen to, but I don't kind of agree with and just kind of <laughs> playing that game, right? <laughs> For sure. And there's another book that changed my life early in my career called The Four Agreements. Um, and The Four Agreements are to be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions and always do your best. And I was reminded of agreement number three to be impeccable of with your word when you reminded me, Leo, of like that little tiff you and I had when I almost like threw you out the window when you tried to charge me more after the scope of work changed and we didn't agree to it previously. Like, we could have parted ways then, but we found a way to come to terms and continue having this working relationship over the last seven years. Yeah, like I said, when, when we were texting earlier, I'm just like, all these business lessons that we've learned, it's because we've messed something up. We've messed something up and we've had to figure out a way to not mess it up any further. And that, that's life. That's life. That's business. And that, that's, those are how you learn lessons. 
It's true. And thank goodness uh, we knew that we would just want to be friends and help each other more than anything. <laughs> totally. Awesome, Lauren. This has been great. Thank you so much for being a part of this. I know you are super busy at your new job, um, but thank you so much for taking some time to to be a part of this. Of course, go dogs. And go dogs. <laughs> thank you so much for being on this show. Thanks, Leo. Catch up with you soon. Be sure to follow us on social media to stay updated on all future episodes, as well as a wide variety of other video marketing content. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on LinkedIn by searching for Consume Media. Thank you again for tuning in, and we look forward to bringing you more engaging discussions in the future. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share this podcast with your family, friends, and colleagues. And with that, I'm out.